This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Steve Mascord, are you there? I am here. Hey. I am here. Greetings from Warrington. <laughs> oh, we're Good, great. Mate. We're great, Masco, and we love. Uh, I've been loving following your um, your Twitter reports around the the Rugby League World Cup. And how's it been over there? Has it getting? Is it getting much traction in the in the media and with the locals? Yeah. Well, the big thing is that it's on the um, free to air. So every time you turn on the TV, one of the BBC channels. Uh, particularly in the evening during the week and on the in the afternoon and weekend it's there so oh, wow. I think as far as expo- as far as exposure goes it's it's massive um uh you know obviously people are looking at the uh the, the empty seats and 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 uh, in the north of England and uh, wondering why um and that's I guess down to the ticket well basically it's down to the pricing structure of the tickets from 2 years ago isn't it which was before you know, there was this cost of living uh, crisis, and um, and also they wanted to go into bigger stadia. So the minimum um, the minimum size stadia is nine thousand five hundred capacity, up to you know obviously fifty two thousand up in uh, up in Newcastle and, and down at the Emirates and stuff like that. And then I think they just didn't want people who bought tickets two years ago at a premium having someone sitting next to them who. Um, who got it for half price. And um, so as a result, um, you know, some people who hung around to the last minute expecting them to be discounted have been disappointed and angry because they haven't got in cheap at the last minute. So uh, that's a decision they made, I guess. What, what happened to the old days, Steve, on, on tours when they were paying, you know, a couple of pounds to get into games and they were chockers, chock-a-block full of fans. You'd probably rather see that. I guess we all would, wouldn't we? No, nah, not really, Badge, because... This has got to fund the international game until the next World Cup. So um, they have given, they have guaranteed the International Federation twice as much as any previous World Cup. And for me, looking at, you know, the Greeks play and the Jamaicans play, and then we're going to have, um, you know, the, 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 the Canadians in the women's game and the Brazilians, I'd rather see more money go to them and some empty seats here, I'll be honest. Now, that's, that's the way I feel about it. Now, the minnows, we've been uh, reading a lot of reports, especially in Australia here. People are a little bit sick of the blowout scores. It doesn't bother me, Masco, and I've been reading with interest uh, your opinion about the minnow countries. I'm, I'm all for it. I think it's, it's great for the game globally. Well, if we, in, in, uh, I think the people who follow soccer football who are listening, um, I don't think they think the, uh, Australia making the World Cup is a waste of time if they don't get out of the group stages or, and certainly... Uh, People who follow other countries uh, in other World Cups where they get flogged um, don't think that they should be left out of the World Cup or shouldn't bother going. It's a waste of time. So I think uh, what you know, I think Australian fans are used to rugby league being top dog, and they get a little bit insecure when rugby league is not, you know, uh, top dog, and where and where games, um, you know, uh, games are not as even, and there's big blowouts and. Uh, this is part of, I guess, rugby league kind of um, um, growing up a little bit and joining the top table of sports where we do, don't do have these super pools in our 
World Cup with three or four good teams. Uh, and where, um, you know, England and England and Australia, England, New Zealand, Tonga, um, you know, uh, England, those games don't happen till late in the, in the tournament. Now, in previous, our previous World Cups, we could, we had to rig the draw so that we could get crowds. So we had to have England play Australia first up to get a decent crowd. Um, and w- this time we've decided to do it the way the grown-ups do it. Um, and that means we've got some big scores. But guess what? Samoa drew 42,000 people in England. I mean, can you believe that? So that was a, that's a brand that never previously existed in this country. Ne- has never done a tour here and drew 42,000 people. England versus France, they've been playing since, what, 1935. They had the biggest ever crowd in this uh, tournament. Um, right. so, we, so we've actually created some brands that had no commercial value at all in this market and now do. Um, so, you know, I think, I think the risk they've taken to do it that way has, has paid off. Now, on the field, we saw England um, absolutely lap Samoa. Are they a bit of a smoky, do you think, Masco? Yeah, well, if you, if you had to live here, mate, you wouldn't be thinking of calling them a smoky. You'd be sick of hearing of them. So, uh, um, yeah, I mean, people here think that, uh, that they're going to win the World Cup, you know. So, uh, and, all, and there's a huge vibe around it. So much so, you know, like people are talking about, People will go and watch them play Greece in uh, Sheffield on the weekend in their thousands and thousands because there's just such a vibe around about England and this belief that they can win the World Cup. So I don't think they're smoky. I think they're a genuine contender. Uh, the question mark. The question mark is about the, the the countries that we talked about as contenders before, the Tonga, Samoa, and whether they are really you know on the same um, level as Australia, New Zealand, and England. Um, and they haven't. They certainly haven't proven yet that they are. And as Samoa kind of dusted off the cobwebs and ran up a big score against Greece, but we don't really know yet what um, that, you know, what, what the impact of that is or how how much to read into that. So I would say England are genuine uh, contenders, uh, and I'd say that Samoa and Tonga have got a fair bit to prove so far. And the other big one, I think, from from my point of view, and I haven't watched a lot of it, Steve. I've been away. Uh, the team that I really want to see go well is Papua New Guinea. Are they are they looking the goods? Yeah, yeah I mean, we, yeah, they were. I, they, they played here in um, tonight in um, last night. Sorry, in uh, I've been to twelve games, mate. I've got where I am. <laughs> I but uh, but um, but they they played they played uh, here last night against Cook Islands, and uh, they they didn't have it all their own way. But in the end, in the end, they're pretty comfortable, um, pretty comfortable winners. Um, and and they certainly look, at, you know, they look as good as, as Tonga Samoa. Now that doesn't mean they're contenders uh, to win the competition, uh, but but they seem to have a really good in sort of internal theme about you know Kumul's on the rise and showing people that uh, there should be more Papuans playing in Super League and the NRL and that um, and that they're they're improving. So they're definitely uh, on the on the rise. And, you know, I walked in. I, I, I've got to say the one thing, the one thing that's going to twelve games or whatever does for you guys is it keeps you out of the pub because uh, you're just always <laughs> going from one town to the next. And there's no game tomorrow, so I went in the pub last night uh, over the road, and I was actually just finishing uploading a video. That's the truth. <laughs> and uh, and uh, and there was a guy. There was there was two guys uh, who who seemed like to lose fans talking to a Papuan guy in the pub and uh, it turns out one of the uh, guys who seemed to be a Toulouse fan is actually, was actually from Hamburg. He was from Germany. Um, and I was just thinking, you know, this is so unlike the kind of stereotype of, uh, that we have of, of rugby league. And, and, you know, if we keep at, and, and, and events like this, sure, there was uh, only three of them, but you know, if, if the next one, there'll be six and the next one, there'll be 
12 and you know so um and and the th- and I think we've got to remember that that we didn't have a world cup before 1995 and then we only had 10 teams um and and if we if we decide that we're only going to have eight now then there'll never be an extra an extra Frenchman and an extra Papuan in that pub and eventually after we're all dead there'll be there'll be 100 and 200 and uh, I think the people running the sport have to keep that in mind and, and stay on track and 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 realise that the criticism is, is mainly just there to to get engagement and to and to and to get clicks. It's a great well, point, mm. Mm. Steve Mascord. Thanks for your time this morning. I know it's early over yeah, it's there, mate. Steam. What is it? Nine thirty in the morning. You're up early, so we appreciate it that. Doesn't sleep. For me. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I know. I, no, I'll no, sl- but mate, it's, first, it's, a, it's only the second day since it started with no matches. So wouldn't you stay in bed an extra hour? Absolutely. Mate, I was surprised I got a text back from you. Don't you worry about that. Hey, how's your, before, before we let you go, how's your, your book, Two Tribes, the book about rugby league's divided year? How's that going? Yeah, without, without it just sounding like a fake segue, I'm glad you asked. Uh, the, reason, the, reason I'm glad, the reason I'm glad you asked is that I'm coming back uh, in, in December and my plan is to go to every single location that had a team in 1997. That's 22 uh, clubs, including like, you know, Auckland and Perth and Adelaide, and, um, and do a little launch. And um, if you've read the book, you'll, you'll know that on the, eight, on the 18th of December, 1997, Ian Frickberg and uh, Neil Whitaker went to a certain Chinese restaurant on the North Shore in Sydney, and they shook hands on the NRL the night before all the clubs met. And you have to read the book to find out what the restaurant is. But I'm going to go, we're going to go back there nice. on the 18th of December this year and celebrate the 25th anniversary of the NRL's formation. And um, all the listeners and readers are invited, but um, not necessarily all of them because I haven't, told, I haven't even made a reservation. <laughs> at the restaurant. That's a great idea. But, well, uh, done. So you, well done. Yeah, so, so I'm going to come around and uh, we're, going to, we're going to celebrate 25 years of NRL all, all over the country uh, in December and January and maybe into February. Look us up when you come to the Gold Coast. Definitely, definitely. We'll have, a, have one of those beers. Yeah. All right, Masco, great to hear from you, mates. Thanks for your time this morning. And, yeah, when you get back, uh, we'll catch up and we'll give the book another push for you. Steve Mascord, live from the UK. Thanks, mate. See you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And don't forget, you can listen to Sports Day every day from Monday to Thursday, 6 p.m. or 5 p.m. Queensland time. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.